Hello, Jason. Welcome back to our first podcast since October. Yes, hello there. It has been a long time. Uh, It feels longer than five months, but yeah, not not too bad, not too bad. Uh, How have you been, Ed Boy? Uh, So bored. We are still in lockdown, as we were when we left this in October. And uh, you're starting to slowly see signs of it uh, slowing down. But, you know, I just don't trust this government with anything. But we're not here to talk about that. Today, yeah. we're going to talk about director's cuts and a disaster film. <laughs> so uh, And and also uh, a film starring Jared Butler. Yeah. Which... The disaster film is the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, just before we get onto that, have you seen any good things while we've been away? Yeah, you know... Uh... New films is fairly limited at the moment, obviously with uh, COVID. But um, I did uh, recently watch uh, Finding O'Hanna, the kind of a modernised version of The Goonies, set in Hawaii. Um, a Netflix film that was a, that was a pretty good uh, feel good film. Um, there there is a, a a good little cameo in, in that film, and and a few nods to. The Goonies and Indiana Jones. It it, it clearly, um, it knows the what what it's kind of referencing, and it, yeah, it's a it's a really good film. I recommend to give it a watch. Yeah, I think I will get around to watching it. It does look good, and I've seen a few people on Twitter talk about it. But um, I think at the moment for me, the only new thing I've, I've been, well, I've been trying to watch new films every day, just so lockdown isn't just the same thing again and again. And uh, I think out of 19 days in February, I've watched 14 new films that I've never seen before. So that's oh, been quite enjoyable. Well, well, some of them have been rubbish and some of them have yeah. been really good. Oh, it's, that, it's that furlough life. I know, I know, <laughs> me and the furlough countrymen. But a couple <laughs> films I'll give a shout out to. Misery was really good. Um, <laughs> Misery, great. What Upgrade, which is another film. And. Um, Seems to be starring an actor who's just in everything I watch at the moment with Logan Marshall Green. So, <laughs> during lockdown, I've watched Prometheus, Upgrade, a uh, film called Devil, and a film called The Invitation, and he's been in all four. So, on my. It's a lot of, uh, of one word in title, title films. Yeah. Misery, Prometheus, uh, Devil, Devil. <laughs> Upgrade. <laughs> But no, they were. I enjoyed all of them. I know you have some opinions about Prometheus, but um, I recently I, bought I, it again after I bought a giant new TV, which is like top of the range 4K, and I thought Prometheus would look great on it, and it does. It wasn't filmed in 4K, but it was filmed entirely in IMAX, and you can really appreciate all the shots and special effects in it. Yeah, I'd like, I like. I have issues with the story of Prometheus, but I, I, I do agree. It does look nice. And it is shot well. Um, but yeah, I do have one or two bits about Prometheus. But yeah, uh, that's, that's good. Yeah, uh, Devil is a is an okay horror film. Um, was it written by M. Night Shyamalan or was it produced? I think it was produced, but um, you can obviously tell he had a massive input <coughs> in it because there's a, a twist at the end that is really rubbish. Yeah, it's a cl- classic twist. 
Um, I'd, I'd, I'd have preferred the ending to be a bit more ambiguous rather than just a straight up answer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Misery is kind of a classic as well. Um, Upgrade is, is an underrated uh, kind of modern action film. Um, I've, I've, I've not seen The Invitation though. That is that is on my list to, to watch. I've, I've seen the trailer and it looks looks pretty good. Um, I'd give it a watch. I watched it last night and it was just uh, entertaining. It's quite a slow burner, but I think the payoff's quite good. It has a really good ending. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm trying to kind of watch as many films as possible, but I'm just failing. Um, I, I, I did watch uh, The Crazies uh, last week, so mid two thousands zombie film where a, a town um, a town's water supply gets um, infected kind of rag- ravages this small town it's, it's it's really good I cannot remember the main actor's name but he played the sheriff in The Mandalorian oh Timothy Oliphant that's the one yep yeah. Uh, yeah and t- funny enough he plays the sheriff in this film Um yeah, so it's a it's a really good kind of sleeper hit. Uh, I think it was produced by George A. Romero, so it has kind of the zombie film, and it's 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 a really good modern zombie film. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, uh, I think the zombie genre. I've not seen a good zombie film for a while. Yeah, and you know, I'm just counting the days in, in, until they open the cinemas up again because. There, there are so many, so many big films on the horizon that I, I don't want to see on my TV screen first. I, I, I no. I, I think you know, got uh, Kong, uh, Kong and Godzilla. You know that 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 needs the IMAX screen. It needs a big. Yeah, screen. I'm kind it of needs... hoping there is going to be like a relaxation of the rules, sort of midway through this month, and Kong versus Godzilla is due out on the 26th of March. Yeah, so I'm kind which, of. I'll happily go and watch it if I have to go and sit in the cinema for two hours with a mask on. Yeah, or, or I'm 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 happy to wait as long as they kind of make the cinema release kind of elongated because at the at the present time the UK can barely leave their house, so you know to release it the 26th of March. You and we don't have HBO Max, so um, I don't know. What they what what they're gonna do with the release if we if we can't watch it in the cinema? Yeah, the um, HBO Max thing's been a bit rubbish because I wanted to watch Wonder Woman two at the end of last year and obviously it couldn't come out uh, in the UK, so it just had to use nefarious websites to watch it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it just I... didn't feel as good watching it on the, my TV. It wasn't a great film. But um, you know, I'd much rather have. I might. I think I may have enjoyed it more at the cinema. Yeah, I've. Yeah, I've. I've. I've not yet uh, watched Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, I'll probably get around to watching it uh, at some point, but I never really have want desired a sequel. But it got. It got kind of a mixed reaction, didn't it? Though. Or was yeah, it, was but it... it was just kind. Of, I think it was just a massive shame after how good the first one was. Yeah, but it's just like a huge step back. It was just a bit meh. Yeah, well, we've got, we've got uh, Colin and Godzilla coming out. Uh, the Mortal Kombat trailer was released yesterday, which I'm proper hyped for. Do you know um, what? I watched it this morning when I woke up because I knew we'd end up talking about it, and I think it looks great. 
Yeah, um, you know, I'm a massive fan of Mortal Kombat. Uh, you know, it was, it was my, it was my one of my first PlayStation One games, the Mortal Kombat trilogy, on the PS One, and I've always loved it. And I, I, I'm a massive fan of the the '90s film because it's just cheesy '90s film. But the the downside, it, it's a PG when Mortal Kombat was known for its gore and blood. Um, yeah, it has to be like a 18. Yeah, I, I've I've watched a lot of the kind of fan films and. Um, uh, there was a YouTube company that did like a, a Mortal Kombat series as well. I've watched a TV show. Um, nothing's really captured the essence of Mortal Kombat. But watching this trailer, there there, there is hope because the director is a fan of the of, of the game and he knows the the tone. He knows the lore. He knows he, he's very passionate about it. So hopefully that can translate um, to to the film because you know. We've been hurt so many times before with video game films. With, yeah. Uh, kind of uh, Assassin's Creed. And, um, but look at the disaster that's the Mario, the Super Mario Bros. film. That is just Oof. dreadful. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hopeful. But that, that comes out in April sixteenth uh, or something like that. Um, so again, it's it's that will it. Will it, will it be released in cinemas here? I, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I think, going back <laughs> to what you said, nothing's really managed to um, match the tone of it. Uh, there is a YouTube channel that we have watched in the past called Raka Raka, where they do a yes. video of Mortal Kombat fatalities after a family breaks into an argument. Yeah, and, I, yeah I, I've seen that, and that, that, is, that is brilliant. And those guys are just insane at what they make. I'm surprised they haven't been like picked up by like a film company just to kind of because they are with the with the budget they've got and the kind of um, it's fairly small scale. They, they do a lot of it. You, know, you look at their Lord of the Rings and versus Harry Potter. Uh, is it Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter? It's Lord of the Rings versus Game of Thrones, I think. That, that, that's it. Yeah, like that's that's really good. And kind of the the other stuff, it's. Um, it's really gory, and um, but it's great. The, the, the stuff they do, especially the fatalities, is is brilliant. But yeah, I, I just hope some of that essence is is put into the film. But it, it, it looks promising, so hopefully. Absolutely, I've never really played it. The only time I've played the game was when I stayed at yours a couple of years ago, and we were having some beers, and you said Do you want to play Mortal Kombat, and I remember. I played three games against you, and within thirty seconds, you killed me each time. And I just remembered, just like, All right, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it is one of those games that if you if you if you play someone that has put a lot of hours into it, it's it's not overly fun. But you know, it, it, the, 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 they are great games, and once you can get into them, and they're, they're very gory and they're very kind of, kind of tongue in cheek. Um, but. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally looking forward to it, and hopefully it will kind of, it will be good. Uh, the, you know, I, I will take a, a good film. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm setting my, my kind of hopes quite low because I've been hurt before. But. Yeah. So, um, apropos of video game movies, I think we should discuss the. I don't know. Would you say it's a hit? Uh, Greenland with Gerard Butler in it. That uh, came out late, back end of last year, in America, and it came out here in the UK this year. Yeah, it was. I would. Say, I would say it's a. It's a. 
it's got great reviews by by critics. Um, I would say it, it would have been like a an easy hit for Jared Butler if it was released in cinemas. It would have been uh, a, a brilliant disaster film. But uh, it, it 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 is a shame I wasn't able to watch it on the cinema um, at the cinema because you know it's it's a very tense film. But yeah. I, I would I would class it as a hit. Um, so yeah, yeah. So Greenland has just been released um, on Amazon Prime. A disaster film featuring Jared Butler. I was like, ah, yeah, that'd be a, 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 a leave your brain at the, at the door kind of film. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was yeah. I, I definitely thought there was more to it than it just being a disaster film because it was it was pretty intense. Like not gonna lie, there was yeah. some bits where I had to pause it a bit, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sweating a bit here because it's a bit, uh, yeah, it's nerve wracking." Because there was the bit at the airport where the was suppose we should have like a maybe minor spoiler alert. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Gerard Butler's family is selected to um, be shipped to an unknown location because this asteroid's gonna hit, and no one knows this asteroid's gonna hit until literally the day before, and um, they get to an airport. And they get separated. And this is quite early on in the film anyway. So it's quite a... What I liked about it is because that thing normally happens at the end of the film where they get to the plane. Yeah. And they're all safe. And then it all just goes tits up. And I thought it was really good. I thought, considering it's made by the guy who did the last Angel Has Fallen, I think is what it was called. Yeah. yeah. I I thought it was a really good film. And surprised by... Just the whole thing, really. I thought it was like a nice. It was more of a drama than a disaster movie. Yeah, the the, the biggest kind of drawback for disaster films um, is that the the the, the, kind of the central concern is that uh, the disaster, and you don't really care about the characters. No, it's kind of, they're kind of they're very cardboard cutout. You know, you look at the, the first Godzilla, Godzilla film, um, the, the modern Godzilla, uh, with uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron. Peter Johnson. They're, they're very cardboard cutouty. Brian Katz was a good character, but didn't last long. Um, but with, with, with Greenland, you actually you kind of learn learn about the kind of dynamic, and it is kind of very stereotypical. Um, dad is split up with a husband is split up with wife. They have a kid. Um, he still they, they still love each other. You know, it's very kind of stereotypical. But um, and throughout the film. They put a lot of em- emphasis on their relationship, and um, their uh, yeah, and it's it's it brings a, a lot of the moments it kind of creates a lot of tension, with, um, especially the, the the airplane and um, when they're when they're driving on the road and just, there's just fire coming down from the sky. It's uh, um, and also uh, uh, Pam's boyfriend uh, Roy from the office turned out to be a rat bastard, didn't he? Yeah, like they, they were like really horrifying stuff, and um... I remember the bit with what happens with Roy and the kid, and I just remember just watching it, and I was, and he's not called Roy in the film. Yeah, no, he's just not. say Roy from the <laughs> Office. Everyone will know who we're on about. But um, yeah, when he's got the kid and they're trying to sneak on the plane, and I was like, please, child, tell them <laughs> they're not your parents. And that, then that when kid was... that kid's a really good child actor. Yeah, I, I was like. It's like he actually kidnapped the kid. I was like, God, <laughs> yeah, I know. And like when the mum's looking for him in the camp, uh, yeah, I was watching it. And I was like, this is too much. 
yeah, I can I can usually kind of tell the the, the tension of a film uh, by kind of how much my arm is hurting because Carla is like literally just grabbing my arm like ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah. no, what I liked about this is the every time there's, there's like a disaster film about a meteorite, and I say this like the, all the time, Armageddon and Deep Impact, and it's just like they have a way to destroy the asteroid. And yeah. America saves the world, but I just what I liked about this one is it's like there was no way of escaping it. Yeah, because I, I, I was wondering if. If they kind of would kind of cop out, but um, yeah, there, there's kind of an impending doom. Like there's there's nothing we can do. The the only way you can kind of escape it is to go to the sanctuary um, underground. But yeah, no, I'd, I I I just thoroughly enjoyed it. But by the end of it, um, I I wasn't a massive fan of the ending. Um, it kind of went on uh, ten of ten minutes too long for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, it's it's a very kind of tense film, uh, very well very well acted by uh, Jared Butler and um, the actress's name has escaped my head. Marina Baccarin. Yes. Um, fantastic. Um, no, it was it, it was really good. Um, really really it's really tense, and it was just it, I was just surprised by it because I just expected much less, yeah. and I was I was given more. So yeah, and. Um, I do genuinely think there were some like heartbreaking moments in it, like when um the start of, with, with the start of the film, this family is told that they need to get to this airport, and the neighbourhood clocks on pretty quickly because they're all at their some of them are at their house as well, and yeah. they're driving in the, when the woman comes out with a kid and she's like take my child and Gerard Butler's like no I can't and I was like good god <laughs> this is this didn't happen in Armageddon. No, no, it, it didn't. It, it, it puts a lot of emotional weight. It actually, it actually makes you feel like you know, if this did happen, this sort of stuff would happen. Yeah, and um, the bit when he kills the guy with the hammer. Oh yeah, yeah. Because normally you see Gerard Butler as like this, I don't know, like old man strength type person who will just like literally mow his way through every, anyone and like yeah. kill anyone without batting an eyelid. And it was interesting to see this time. He plays a character that kills someone, and he's genuinely like shocked and upset at what he's done. Yeah, no, no absolutely. It's um, yeah, it's no, it's it, we've seen Jared Butler just mow down bodies in kind of the, the the Fallen series, but you know, it's uh, it's just it's kind of one act of violence, and he's kind of he's he's shaken off by it. Kind of, for the majority of the film, he's kind of uh, you know, he washes his hands kind of constantly. It's uh, I was I was just kind of really kind of surprised by it. It was a very t- tense experience. By the end of it, like oh, well, I need yeah, to kind of sit down. I've always been quite a fan of Gerard Butler, and it's nice to actually. I think he's been good in bad films. Yeah, I yeah, I don't and think it's he's nice a bad to actor see him be good in a good film. Yeah, I I think he's he's found his kind of his kind of niche, the kind of yeah. action to start. But I, I think I think he he can do more in a in a more weighty role. And th- this is kind of a bit of the two, which is just good. Yeah, he just seems like a generally nice guy as well. Like when yeah, you see him on, I, when I've seen him in interviews and stuff like that, I was like, I've, I've watched it. I'd be like, I'd go out for a pint with him. Yeah, it's, it's, it does seem like a does seem like a good dude. And but, it's uh, probably not his first, definitely not his first end of the world one because I've just remembered. Have you seen Reign of Fire? 
Is he in that? Yeah, he plays Christian Bale's mate. Do you know the one who sacrifices himself when the dragon attacks him all? I've I've not seen that film in like in years, but yeah, that no. is a strange film. That film should not be good, but it is a really enjoyable film, and it's got Matthew McConaughey all buff and stuff like that. Yeah, I I forgot Matthew McConaughey's in that. I need to rewatch really that film because I remember Christian Bale, like, uh, but was that a good film, Rain of Fire? I don't know. The thing is, I've not seen it since I was in like year seven. Yeah. So I think when you're about 11 or 12 years old, a film about dragons in the future and the end of the world would be pretty good. However, he was in an end of the world film a couple of years called Geostorm. Oh, uh, yeah. meant to be shit. Because <laughs> it's uh, yeah, that's... directed by the guy who wrote the 1998 Godzilla. Yes. Uh uh, Ronan Emmerich, mm, something Devlin. Oh, oh, yeah, De- Devlin. Who Ronan Emmerich is like his pal, and he he produces a lot of his films. Um, I think he also did. I want to say he did it. In the, he had some part playing in the, uh, Independence Day too. I think he might have written it. Yeah, yeah. Him and Ronan Emmerich, uh, Emmerich are kind of at the hip. Yeah. But um, yeah, going back to like end of the world films, though, I'm not necessarily a massive fan of them, but I kind of enjoy them when they're on. Yeah, it's it's it, it's kind of um, it's Carla's favorite genre. Weirdly, she likes end of the world dystopian films. Um, so I've I've watched quite a few few of them, and uh, yeah, they're, they're they're good when they are um, have a hint of realism in them. Um, again, this kind of impending doom, like. You can't stop a comet. Like it's you can't stop an a- asteroid. It's coming at you at the um, almost the speed of light. Uh, you, you know, you, it's very rare you you kind of stop that. So it's um, you know I, I mentioned you um, last week about this uh, the, the film starring Steve Car- um, Carell and Kira Knightley. It's uh, seeking a wo- seeking a friend for the end of the world, which is it's kind of like a it's an indie film. Uh, with, um, about the end of the world and this kind of impending doom, and it's quite a, a heartfelt film. It's, it's nothing like Green, Greenland, but it's it's a it's the same situation. Yeah. On, on the other side of the scale, and I, I recommend that because it's a it's a really good kind of feel good in quotation marks uh, film about knowing that you're you're going to die because uh, an asteroid's coming. And how you deal with the last few weeks of your life, um, it's, it, it, it's it's really good. I, I like pro- proper re- recommend it. Um, but you know, yeah, Greenland. It was it was a great uh, great film, um, and yeah, I, I recommend that as well. I think everyone should watch it if, on Amazon Prime. So if you have it, then uh, watch it on there and. I would not be at all surprised if it does get like a limited cinema release after this. Yeah. But uh, that's one thing we're going to have to uh, wait and see on. It's indeed. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, our next topic, the long, long-awaited uh, trailer for the Snyder Cut was released last week. Have yes. you watched it? We live in a society... <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, we'll get on to that. But <laughs> what did you think of the trailer? Um, 
it looks like a different film. <laughs> um, now, I remember watching the film, um, but then as soon as I left the cinema, I completely forgot it all. Um, apart from, yeah. uh, so you know, uh, it, it looked it looked good, but but again, uh, DC are, are, are pretty good at doing trailers. Um, it's usually the film that kind of lets you down. Yeah. Um, no, it, it looks good. It just it looks like a it looks like a different film um, to the one I, I remember watching many moons ago, back in twenty seventeen um, when that came out. It's, it's only four years, but you know, COVID has aged us like hands more. <laughs> it's like we're like that woman in Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> it's been eighty seven years. Eighty four years. Eighty four. Oh, I don't know. COVID is broken, as <laughs> like you said, but um, I kind of have. I want to be quietly confident about this Snyder cut because I do enjoy DC. It's just the films are very, very hit and miss at the moment. I think Shazam, Birds of Prey, and Wonder Woman are the only ones I've really enjoyed. Yeah, um, um, I've, I've not. I've, I've only seen Wonder Woman out of the three. I've just been so hurt by the um, because uh, Zack Snyder. He, he directed Batman vs Superman, didn't he? He did, and Man of yeah. Steel. So, you know, they're not. Man of Steel was okay. Um, Batman vs Superman is terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do think that the director's cut does improve it a little bit. Yeah. I think it turns a three out of ten film into a five out of ten, five point five out of ten. No, absolutely. Um, but, um, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of uh, like if this film was rubbish when they fired him unceremoniously. I think because I think they used his daughter's suicide as an excuse to get rid of him. Yeah, it, it, it was yeah, horrible it because I remember us saying at the time we didn't really want him to direct it, but when that happened, I was like, "This isn't how we wanted it to go." No, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Com- completely for it uh, firing firing directors midway never improves the film you know you've, you've, you can see it with solo um i but that was that wasn't even midway that was completed so. yeah. but um, um no i'm i'm more intrigued i'm, I'm gonna watch it just because i'm more intrigued as to see how different it is so i think when it comes out the night before it comes out i'm gonna watch the original and then the new one back to back to see what the differences are, and there is going to be a huge difference because it's going to be a four-hour film rather than the two hours the first one was. Yeah, and I'll definitely give it a watch. Um, You know, I I, I do like a director's cut because, you know, the director's there to, you know, direct the film. You know, any time, not any time, but most of the time studios, when they interfere, it usually hinders the film. Um... There's there's countless examples of director's cuts um, improving a film, so I'm I'm interested just to see what um, Snyder can um, polish a turd, basically, Um, because fans have been pining for this uh, ever since Justice League was released. It was like you you saw it on Twitter, you saw it on. 
billboards. You saw it everywhere. It was released a Snyder Cut. You know, it's a win for the fans, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, 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 I never wish for a film to be bad. Um, no, but like I, you said, we've been hurt before with DC. <laughs> yeah, I'll, again, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give it a watch. I'll, I'll start a clean slate. And I, I, it'll probably be an improvement. You know, you've, you've got four hours, uh, an extra, what did they spend, an extra $15 million or something like that? I think CGI. they were given 30 or 40 million. Oh, yeah, so, yeah much more than that, than, than I thought. Was there, I'm going to guess there was some reshoots, surely. Yeah, there's been tiny reshoots, but only for actors who were in America, because I found out this week, Ezra Miller, who plays The Flash, had to record lines over Zoom. Because he lives in the UK, because he's doing Fantastic Beasts three. Oh, okay. Oh, so I had to record stuff over Zoom. So I'm interested to see how that sounds. Yeah, I, but, I'm pretty sure it will, it will sound okay if 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 Mel Gibson recorded his lines for Chicken Run over the phone. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, it'll be fine. And uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna assume um, Jared Leto's is was re- reshot because there's a whole new design for yeah and uh you know i know he's your favorite actor and interpretation of that character but what did you think of him in the in the trailer because he, he released a couple of pictures i actually didn't mind the design and that is a very strong didn't mind i don't love it or anything but it was better than the <laughs> one we got in suicide squad now yeah i've i'm, I'm not a, I'm a massive fan of jared i, I just think he, he's it just seems like the worst person in the world. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I feel like the, the, the deeper he goes with his character, the, the, the more he's trying, the worse it gets. Because, you know, we've had so many good portrayals of the Joker, you know, even going to Jack Nicholson, um, Heath Ledger's Joker, and you know, just recently, Joaquin uh, Phoenix's Joker was kind of lauded. And so what? I I don't know. I I, I just I know, I know I I I was kind of sit down, watch it, and just get really annoyed by it. So I I don't think I could be kind of unbiased. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it, it might be better, but um, we live in a society, so I uh, I absolutely hated the fact that he said that, and I kind of respect Zack Snyder for putting that in because he's obviously seen the memes of it. And I think that is definitely a nod to the fans. But I was watching it, and I was like, "There's no society in that, though, because the world ended." Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd, I don't know. I'd. It's it's not going to be my favorite part of the film, probably. But um, I have a question. With yes. all the news coming out about Joss Whedon at, recently, will yes. the Snyder cut be the canonical cut of Justice League? And could this potentially get them back to make a sequel of, of for the film? Uh, I don't. Hmm. Listen, I, I I probably not. I I still I, I still think the studio is going to kind of anchor down. They won't call it the Josh Whedon cut. They'll call it the studio cut. Um, just because Zack Snyder's uh, director's cut is going to be four hours long, and it's it's very rare for that to be you know, the main. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good question, um, but 
I, I, yeah, it depends how successful this Snyder Cut is, to be fair. M- money talks at the end of the day. Um, yeah, but if it's releasing it on HBO Max, it'll barely make anything. Yeah, but they'll, they'll look at, hopefully look at viewership and see how much it's been viewed and and see if it kind of make a kind of bring in a surge for HBO. Um, I, I definitely think it's going to... What would improve it, and I hate going to Rotten Tomatoes, but if it was to get like a fresh score on there, I think they would see that as it being successful. Because a lot of films now have started to put um, Rotten Tomato scores on the back of DVDs. Yeah, that's weird because like recently Rotten Tomatoes has kind of um, been kind of tainted um, because of the, 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 the such big difference between critic score and audience scores and you know you can you can, you can critic um review bomb a film on rotten tomatoes to make it look bad you know look at uh yeah. star wars um, all those man babies with the last jedi yes all those man babies with last jedi just just the entire star wars to be fair like grow a pair um you know it's um i, I don't know why they put a rotten tomatoes score on, on the back of a dvd case it's, I, it's mostly I, 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 it's mostly Marvel who do that, and I just kind of think you're already successful anyway. You don't need yeah. to put that on. Although I'd rather them put a Rotten Tomato score on the DVD than a four star review from the Sun or the Daily Mail. Yeah, I I I don't really like uh, reviews on. I I know it's weird, but I don't really like it on like DVD or kind of physical cases. Um, I I prefer special editions that. Are still books and stuff because physical yeah. media. Um, but yeah, if, if if you're if you're a big superhero film, you don't need reviews. You, d- you don't need that um, kind of lord it. People are not going to um, have the superhero fans are, are not going to really care about what um, a, a film critic says about a superhero film because you know we're very much aware that majority of superhero films are looked down upon. It's only kind of recently where. Um, films like Black Panther and uh, Endgame and Infinity War that's been kind of critically applauded. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think, uh, especially now, Rotten Tomatoes scores really impact a, a film like um, like it used to, especially with people just purposely review bombing uh, films. It, I, I, yeah, I don't think it fully impacts it. But I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the Snyder Cut because I, I I do I do like it when the director's given full reign, and sometimes they can give been given too much control when it gets a bit kind of um, very egocentric. But oh, I'm 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 looking forward to it. And I, you know, hopefully, it will be improved on the previous because the previous was very good. So no. Looking forward to it. Now, I I want to be. I think at the moment, because of COVID, I'll happily just watch anything that's new. So, I think that's why I'm cautiously optimistic with the Snyder Cut, and also why I enjoy Greenland so much. But um, yeah, that, that, that is true. The topic of director's cuts. Are there any particular ones that you are fond of? And I'm looking at one in my room right now. In fact, three, and I'm pretty sure you can guess what they are. Uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that the Lord of the Rings extended versions are the sort of gold standard for director's cuts, aren't they? Yeah, 
Yeah, and I'm I'm going to be a bit controversial here. Um, now, I, I love the, the director's cuts for Lord of the Rings, but I can see why the stuff was cut. Yeah, yeah. No one would want to sit in a film for four and a half hours. Uh, sit in the cinema yeah, for four and a half hours watching Return of the King. Well, like, like if if it was... Because a lot of the scenes are... You know, it doesn't really add add much. Um, some of the kind of added scenes. Like, if if, if it was four hours of like, meaningful scenes that, that pushed the, the, the story forward, then, yeah, all for it. But... Um, what I find with Lord of the Rings is that it's it's extra scenes to kind of suck you into the Middle Earth world, yeah. which is which is great. So that I'm, this is why I'm, I'm not complaining about it, but um, I can see why it, it was cut to fit that kind of two two and a half hour mark. Um, yeah, I think even at yeah. the cinema, there was still more than three hours. But I think like with Return of the King, both of the discs for the extended versions are two hours twenty each, and yeah, I think that's just too long to be sat at the cinema. Without a break. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they, 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 they are, they are the gold standard for director's cuts. And you know, Peter Jackson was given a lot of, kind of free reign. He basically uh, made New Line Cinema the monster it, it now is. So, yeah, yeah. the um, it, he was given a lot of free reign on. Lord of the Rings, and maybe it kind of resulted in him getting too much free reign for The Hobbit. Yep. Uh, but we won't which... talk about those ones, because they are <laughs> not um, great. I know, and if you talk about director's cuts, you've got to kind of bring in the kind of one of the most uh, uh, kind of most cut films, or re- rework to them. That, that's Blade Runner. Yep. I think there's about believe... 15 cuts of that, isn't there? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think kind of officially there's like four, which is a lot. Um, yeah. There's like there's uh, there's there's like two director's cuts, and then there's one studio cut with a voiceover, one studio cut without the voiceover. It's you know looking kind of look into it because it's it, it is crazy. Um, you know the the, the first cut was. Um, it was like an hour and a half long, which is which is mad for a for a film like like Blade Runner, um, which is you know it's 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 a, it's a good film. It's not an amazing film, uh, controversially, but um, I do agree yeah, with you on it, that, and I do think the second one is better. Yeah, and oh yeah, the second one is kind of establishes the well, yeah. So so. It, it it all it always kind of annoys me when when it, when a studio brings in a big director for a lot of money and then kind of they make this film and then the studios come in and and, and go oh no yeah like you you've paid the money for um yeah really Scott uh, at that time was coming off um, Alien uh, he he was kind of getting into his kind of stride um, but you look at uh, Kind of David David Fincher, um, he had directed Alien Three, and that was that was butchered to 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 tenth degree. Um, yeah, I'd, I mean, we look look at uh, Solo. That was that wasn't director's cut. That was taking the directors off and re re kind of filming it, changing the tone. I, I just never understand why you'd get why you'd select directors. You know, you kind of know what their uh, yeah. tone and type of films they they make. 
and then just kind of completely change it to what they want. Like, why don't you just hire a director that you know would make the film that you want to make? Like, Absolutely. With, with Solo, though, it's a shame that, obviously, because when I was working on it, I was fortunate to be told certain things about the film. And yeah. the end product that I saw at the cinema was very different to what I was expecting to be in the film. Because, um, like, the villain... Do you know, remember Paul Bettany's character? Yeah. He was meant to be, like, a bipedal sort of feline sort of villain. And was yeah. meant to be, like, a bit like a tiger. And he was meant to be played by uh, one of the actors from The Wire, who I can't remember his name. But uh, because of the changing schedule, they couldn't get him back on and they had to change everything last minute with Paul Bettany. And yeah. yeah, there was. I remember coming home and telling you about things that were I'd seen film that day or were going to be in the film, and then they weren't in the final cut. And I remember telling people as well, and they were like, "Why are you lying about that?" And I was like, "I wasn't. It's just, you know, what happens when the studio gets too involved." And it was a shame because I think Phil Lord and Chris Miller would have done a great solo film, and yeah. instead we just got like a by the books solo film. Yeah, I, I don't understand because, you know, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they, they have their, like, they have their finger on the pulse. They know what kind of hits. They know what's funny. They're, you know, they have such a good track record in TV and film. You know, you just look at uh, um, the Spider-Verse film, which they produced. Did they, did they write they that? They produced and wrote uh, it. And then they've done yeah. loads of other things like Jump Street, the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, uh, yeah, Clone like, High as well. Um. Lego movie, I want to say they did that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they, 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 and these these are massively successful films. I don't know why, you know. I know Star Wars is a very protected. You know, it, there has to be like a a, a funnel there, but um, yeah, it, it just seems very strange to me where, you know, you put these two massive uh, characters and visionaries, and they just replace it with. The safe choice. No, I, I like Ron Howard, but it, it is a you know it's a it's a very safe choice. Um, Not gonna lie, I find Ron Howard a very boring filmmaker, and I've only thing is I've only ever seen the only films I've ever I've seen is Solo, and what is these the Dan Brown films, Da Vinci Code and oh, Angels and Demons. Oh, oh yeah, he's he, he's a very kind of safe director. Like I, I think he's a good director, but um. I think when he when he's given a kind of a memo, he he, he can kind of fulfil that because um, he he does have good films. Ron Howard, you know, he's, he's a, he is a successful director. Um, yeah, it just seems uh, like I don't know. Did 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 Solo come out after the Last Jedi or was it before? It came out after the Last Jedi. I think it did. When did maybe it maybe out? that twenty eighteen. Because, I think it came out too uh, close to it because I remember Rogue One came out at Chris, the Christmas after the Force Awakens came out, and it was like a nice little gap, it like a year long gap in between. And uh, exactly. that was another film that ended up a bit like Solo because he got another director in for reshoots. Yeah, because because I was uh, Gareth Edwards, wasn't it? Uh, we did yes. Rogue One. Um, it's either Gareth Evans or Gareth Edwards because I know there's two okay, directors uh, with very similar names. Uh, One of them did uh, the uh, Ray. Gareth, Ed- Gareth, yeah, Gareth Edwards. We did Godzilla, um, monsters. and spaced. Oh yes, <laughs> um, but 
Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's 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 very strange, but you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a studio executive. You know, it's not my money on the line, I guess. So, yeah. I guess I can't uh, really input. Just to, I think we're going to need to start wrapping it up now. But there are like a couple. I found out this week. I never knew Superman two has a director's cut, which came out in the early two thousand, where they filmed. Superman 1 and Superman 2 back-to-back with Richard Donner. Yeah, but and the studio he, weren't happy with him because he just ignored all the producers and made his own film. So yeah. They uh, fired him after the first one came out and then got... Is he called Richard Lester, I think? To do the second yes. one? And yes. completely different director. And he did reshoots like three years after filming it or something like that. And yeah. apparently it's very obvious because there's like Richard Donner scenes in it and then new scenes... And yeah, it's just really, apparently it's a very disjointed film. And apparently Superman 2 is maybe like brilliant. But from yeah. what I remember watching, I don't remember it being that good. But I know Gene Hackman couldn't come back for a reshoot. So they've got his dialogue with someone, like a stunt Gene Hackman with his back did to they, the uh, camera. Did they CGI out his uh, moustache? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, it's, it's an interesting one. Because again, DC and... Producers not being happy with the film, I think they should just leave the directors to do what they want, really. Well, I reckon this is a good point. I reckon studios do it on purpose because they make mo- they make money from a director's cut. You yep. release a studio cut, you make you make your, your millions. Oh look, there's a director's cut. You make more millions. They do it on purpose, yeah, and, they've, and they've, they've done it with the Snyder cut. We've been fooled. We're fools. Yeah. Eh? We yeah, fools. we are, and I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to be fooled again. But um, <laughs> I also saw that Francis Ford Coppola has been given the old footage for The Godfather Part 3, and he's now being allowed to do his original ending for it, Oh, which is going to be a interesting one. I don't know if you knew about that. No, well, no, I, no, I didn't. That, that's, that's probably another kind of topic for another day, kind of post-actively changing your films because that's 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 i wouldn't even say that that's a kind of a director's cut that's just like i don't know i'd I, i'm not a massive fan of changing films that are very kind of set in its ways yeah because it's been what 30 years since the godfather part one three came out even yeah like the ending isn't great i i, I do agree but I, I actually quite that. enjoy the ending for the Godfather three. I think it's like so ridiculous. It's you got to love it. <laughs> yeah, but you, you you've got these kind of free kind of behemoth of films, and it's and it ends uh, with kind of a damp squib. I don't yeah, know why you changed obvi- it. Too, obviously, though. not a patch on the the first two at all. But no, and I but I, I, I do enjoy the third one, um, probably for the wrong reasons. But then there's there's like bits that's that's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know why he would change it too because I feel like the ending it had to end that way. Yeah. It just wasn't very, it wasn't done very well. So well, that's, that's strange. But um, yeah, that that could easily be a topic for another podcast. Kind of directors coming in and uh, post actively changing their films, like uh, Star Wars and ET, and um, there's probably a, other 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 examples. Yeah. Uh, I think we should leave it there. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. I think we should probably do what we were doing before, where we watch a bad film and then review it. Yes. Or yes. a film. 
and I'm, I'm just, instead of getting my little selector up now, I have I I can see some on my uh, shelf. So I'm going to name a few, and I'm going to let you pick one. Okay. Okay. So what I've got, uh, I can see Happy Feet. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. Uh, robots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this isn't a bad film, but the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, yeah. The, the Last Action Hero and uh, Alien Three. <laughs> what what a what a selection. Um, what? I'm, I'm gonna go left foot. I reckon we should do Happy Feet first. Um, okay. I. I just, I actually do, I actually love that film. But we'll, we'll kind of tackle that. I've, I've recently watched um, Mad Max, which is by the same director, and I, that's just a fact I always cannot believe is true. Uh, it, it paid his bills. But absolutely. So um, we're going to have to leave it there this week. Um, might be one next week. It may be the week after, but we're definitely going to be doing more of these soon. Yes, absolutely. We have to keep the wool going. But yeah, COVID is COVID and work and life just gets in the way sometimes but we'll, we'll kind of persevere and we'll we will we'll be we'll upload more regularly you've got my word absolutely so take care in covid and uh i don't know enjoy the snyder cut when it's out i suppose <laughs> yes have a good one enjoy <laughs>